Deuteronomy chapter 6. You ready? Stand with me, please. Yes! Let's say these holy words together, church. Again, let's, let's say this from the gut. You ready? Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Amen. All right, be seated, please. So these are the words that for hundreds and hundreds of years, God's children said out loud every day. These are the words that remind us who we are and to whom we belong. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord alone. There is no other. This is us. This is who we are. And God's children said this at least daily. They said this wandering in the wilderness and settling in the promised land. They said this out loud every day while they were serving under the kingships of Saul and David and Solomon. They said this while they were in exile every single day. You are our God, you Lord and you alone. Jesus and his disciples recited this out loud every day. We know this, that the early Christians in the first church said this out loud every day. These words remind us of who we are and to whom we belong. Verse 6 says, These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Verse 8, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Impress them on your children. That's a command. Impress them on your children. Y'all remember Sunday school when you were a kid? Raise your hand if you went to Sunday school as a little kid. You're, you're attending a Bible class on a Sunday morning at church. Raise your hand real high. I want you to, to think back to those Bible class days when you were a little kid. I want you to, I want you to smell the flannel graph, okay? I, I want you to remember your, your Bible class as a little kid. We had a, a lady when I was growing up as a little kid at the Pleasant Grove Church in Dallas. We had an older lady named Inez Smithy. That just sounds like an old lady, doesn't it? Inez Smithy, Sister Smithy. And man, she wore that flannel graph out. Every Sunday, every Bible lesson, every Bible class, she had all those people and animals up on that blue felt flannel graph. And we always knew which one was Jesus. He was the one in the white robe with the blue sash. Did y'all have the same thing out here? I mean, everybody else, all the people had different colored robes and the robes were varying lengths, you know. But Jesus, his robe always went down to his feet and he had the white robe with the blue sash and he was always the one standing up straight. That was, that was Jesus. Do you remember Sunday school, uh, do you remember the attendance charts and the memory verses? Do you remember the little gold stars? Do you remember the glue sticks and the rounded off scissors? And, and at the end of the spring, you always got some little prize or some little gift because you knew your memory verses or you said the books of the Bible. Do you remember Sunday school? Turn to the person next to you right now and I want you to say the name of one of your Sunday school teachers when you were a kid. Do that right now. Turn to the, and if you don't have those Sunday school memories, 
Turn to the person next to you and say, man, I wish I had gone to Sunday school. Do you remember as a child Sunday school? Do you remember the songs in Sunday school? All right, stand with me. Here we go. Stand up. We're doing it. We're doing it. Sing with me. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly or the enemy, because I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly or the enemy, because I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. Okay, be seated. Thank you. Now, when I was a little kid and we were flying over the enemy, we always felt it was necessary to smack the head of the kid next to you. And I saw some of y'all doing the same thing. Some things never change. All right, Matthew chapter 21. Turn to Matthew 21, where Jesus is in the last week of his life, and he rides into Jerusalem, and he walks into the temple, and Jesus just starts cleaning house. Man, he's flipping over tables and benches. He's releasing the animals. He's quoting scripture too. My house will be called a house of prayer. And he's healing the blind and he's healing the lame right there in the temple courts. And the children, Matthew says, the children are singing and shouting in the temple. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. The children, the little kids are rejoicing in the realization that Jesus is the promised Messiah. Hosanna, they say, which means save us. They're singing and shouting about salvation and they're, they're rejoicing in this salvation from the promised Messiah. But the religious leaders in the temple, they're angry. The chief priests and the teachers of the law, they're indignant, it says. I don't know if the kids were clapping their hands while they were singing in the temple. I don't know if they were doing hand motions. Whatever it was, the religious leaders are ticked. And they angrily ask Jesus, don't you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus quotes from scripture again, this time from Psalm 8. Jesus says, from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. This day in the temple, nearly 2,000 years ago, the little kids saw what the religious guys didn't. The children saw Jesus. And they understood Jesus. And his mission and his love. They recognized Jesus for who he is. They identified him and they boldly praised Jesus as the Son of God. You gotta love the kids, right? Children are special. Throughout the Gospels, little kids are presented as being very special to Jesus. Jesus welcomed the little children, we're told. Jesus called children to come to him. And he held up little kids as possessing unique kingdom of God qualities. We have to become like little children, Jesus says, if we're ever going to have a chance of entering his kingdom. 
In the eyes of Jesus, kids are the perfect models for what it looks like to live in the presence of God. And he strongly condemned anybody who would neglect the children or in any way cause a little child to ever stumble. Jesus loves the little children. And so do we, by the way. Amen? We love little kids, don't we? I mean, it's a win-win for any preacher or ministry staff to get a bunch of kids up here in front of you. I mean, that's just, that's a triple no matter what we do. Sometimes it's a home run because we love little kids. We love their ingenuity and the way they, the way they see the world. There's a story about a, a preschool at a church and all the little kids were lined up for, for lunchtime in the cafeteria line and at the front of the line was a big bowl of apples and a sign that said, just take one apple, remember God is watching. And at the end of the line was a big bowl of cookies and the little guy said to his friend, take as many cookies as you'd like, God's watching the apples. <laughs> we love that about our kids, right? And we love their innocence. I remember we were teaching the girls how to pray when they were super young, little bitty. Carly, you weren't even born yet. It was just Whitney and Valerie. And one night, just as plain as day, Whitney prays right there in the living room. I'll never forget it. Dear God, please help Valerie die on the cross. That's what she said. <laughs> you know, there, there's an innocence there that, that, that we just really love. Their honesty, their faith. They're so receptive. They're so open-minded. They're so, I mean, nothing's impossible with little kids, right? They can do anything, and anything might happen. And they've got so much energy, you know? They've got more energy at bedtime than they do at any other time of the day for some reason. That's our kids. And all through the Bible, they're right in the middle of everything. That's where God puts them, right in the middle of everything. All through the Bible, the children are never on the edges. They're not peripheral participants in the community of faith. They are critical components. They are so integral to God's plans for his people. In scripture, the children are very, very important. In, Acts, uh, Acts, in Exodus chapter 10, right before the plague of locusts, the Lord says to Moses, I'm going to perform these miraculous signs that you may tell your children and grandchildren and that you may know that I am the Lord. In Exodus chapter 12, the Lord is talking about the Passover. He's describing the blood ceremony. He's talking to Moses about the meal. And he says um, in verse 25, observe this ceremony. And when your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? Then tell them. Tell them it is the Passover to the Lord who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt and spared our homes. Exodus 13, the consecration of the firstborn. The Lord is explaining to Moses about this setting aside the firstborn and the big meal that we're going to eat when this happens. Verse 8, on that day tell your child, I do this because of what the Lord did for me. This observance will be for you like a sign on your hand and a reminder on your forehead. For the Lord brought you out of Egypt with his mighty hand. Verse 14, in the days to come when your child asks you, what does this mean? Say to him, with a mighty hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Deuteronomy chapter 4. 
Remember the commands of the Lord. Hear now, O Israel, the decrees and laws I'm about to teach you. Follow them. Keep the commands of the Lord that I give you. Verse uh, 9. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Verse 20, in the future when your child asks you, what's the meaning of the stipulations, decrees, and laws the Lord our God has commanded? Tell him. Tell him when he asks. We were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Joshua chapter 4, they're getting ready to cross the Jordan River into the promised land. And the Lord says, I need each of you to pick up a rock. And when you get to the other side, make a big pile of these rocks. Why? To serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them. Tell them the story. Impress them on your children. Ephesians chapter 6 Here's the Apostle Paul. Do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Bring them up is better translated, feed them and nurture them. It's the same word Paul uses in the same letter in Ephesians 5 when he's talking about husbands loving their wives just like they love their own body. They feed and nurture their wives. That's what this is saying here. Feed and nurture your children in the ways and the word of the Lord. It's a command. We immerse our kids in the stories of Scripture. We clothe them and feed them with the words and the ways of God. Impress them on your children. The Gospels tell us in several places that parents brought their kids to Jesus. They brought their kids to him so he would touch them and teach them and bless them and love them. And he did. Our Lord Jesus took the little kids into his arms. He held little kids on his lap. He put his hands on the heads of little children and he blessed them and he prayed for them. And our same Lord Jesus warns us today, do not you ever dare neglect one of these kids or ignore one of these kids or cause any one of these little kids to stumble. Jesus says, I don't want a single one of them to ever be lost. Psalm 127 says, children are a reward from the Lord. Blessed by God are those who have children. Our children are precious gifts from our Father. We receive our children from God on trust, on loan, maybe, because they do, first and foremost, belong to our God. Can I get an amen on that? They belong to the Lord. And just as we commit our lives to God in Christ, we dedicate our children to Him too. We give our children to the Lord. Just like they did in the Bible. We ask God to bless our children. To protect our children. To use our children. To be at work in and through our children according to his holy will. And this church family at GCR follows this tradition of scripture in our baby blessing ceremonies. Our baby blessing ceremonies are a very public recognition of God's ownership of our children. Church, our children should be taught that they belong to God. And we should treat the children in this church 
in every way as if they belong to the Lord. Because they do. And I don't want one of them, Jesus says, not one ever to be lost. They're priceless treasures, the kids in this church. They are our responsibility, the kids in this church. And today, as a church, we give them faithfully to the Lord. Amen.